What's up, Lamb Fam? I got a question for you. What is something you're passionate about? What is that one thing that if people start asking you about it, you know you might never stop talking? How about a purpose? Something you know God has called you to do. He's designed you to do. Even if you don't know the answer, guess what? God has designed each and every one of us with a purpose. And in today's episode, I'm going to come alongside you and I'm going to help lay out the very things you can do today to not only get your life back into alignment, but to make something so far as a dream into your reality. Let me highlight y'all real fast though. My name is Z. I'm a fitness coach, young believer, and entrepreneur. I'm your host of Trained by the Lamb. And my mission, my message today is one that I don't take lightly. My dreamers and visionaries out there, y'all got a special place in my heart. And for anyone that has something they want to pursue, especially when God is calling you to pursue it, I'm speaking to you today. I've been in your shoes. I've taken the leap of faith several times, in fact. And I can say confidently, I do not regret any of it. And today I'm going to lay it all out for you because dreams, visions, purpose are only turned to action when you have the courage and the confidence to take the first step. You're about to be trained by the lamb. Now, I'm going to be keeping it real with y'all today, but this is something that is near and dear to my heart because I'm calling all my dreamers, all my visionaries, where y'all at? I'm calling y'all for this episode. Some of you may feel like you may have given up on your vision. Some of you may not know how to even take that first step. It's okay because by the end of this episode, you're going to be confident. I also want y'all to know, I really do, that he is also giving you a purpose. He's giving you a dream. He has designed you uniquely. There's no one else like you. You are one in a seven billion, one out of seven plus billion people and you are uniquely you so he has given you a unique purpose a unique design in this earth to glorify him in whatever way that is and so that's why even if you don't call yourself maybe a dreamer or a visionary that's okay because at the end of the day guess what god designed you and he has given you a purpose he has given you a mission to set out so for anyone really that's listening to this episode today i want you to take Notes, I want you to take this home with you and apply this and begin asking yourself the questions like, what does God have me on this earth to do today? What is my purpose, right? Have you given up on your dream? And why have you given up on your dream? If you have given up on your dream, why? What happened to that childlike curiosity? If you shoot really high, you're going to set high expectations for yourselves. Well, you're still going to push yourself a lot harder than a lot of other people do. But at the end of the day, right? We have to understand who we're doing things for. And that's what I want to get into today. But for my visionaries, for my dreamers, for anybody out there, really, that has something that they just feel in their heart, that they are led by God, that they are being called by God to take this next step, to live out your purpose. You have to begin by beginning. And so just like in our walk, you only have salvation, right? By taking that first step, which... And our walk is placing your faith in Jesus. So you have to take that first step even in our faith because we are born into sin, right? We are born into sin. We are all falling short. But it's only when we actually commit. It's when we take that first step and say, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. When you actually place your faith in Jesus, you have to commit to that. 
Nobody else is going to do it for you. Faith is taking the first step. Even when you don't see the whole staircase. And I think for our faith, right? That's why there's so many people that don't have faith. That's why there's so many people that give up on their dreams because they don't see the glories ahead of them. They don't see the blessings that God has for them. And so they never take the first step. You have to take the first step and it coincides. It is directly correlated to our faith. It has the same exact principle in taking that first step and being willing. They say, take a leap of faith, right? That's the phrase. Why do you think they call it a leap of faith? Because it requires faith. Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. You don't see the top of the staircase. You don't see even past the first step. You don't even see the second step. You just see the first step. But guess what? That's why God says, don't worry about tomorrow. Worry about today. Don't worry about what's on the next step. Don't worry about what's at the top. Worry about what I've got in front of you. And actually... Let me rephrase that. Don't even worry about it. Trust in God. Place your faith in what he has right in front of you. You have to begin by beginning. You have to take the first step. This is probably my favorite verse of the entire Bible. But Proverbs 16, 9, it goes directly into this as well. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. So when we talk about, right, when we talk about the staircase, we can plan our course all we want. You're going to say, oh, I'm, I know how the rest of my life's going to go and I'm going to envision it and I'm going to do it through affirmations. I'm going to be able to declare all this onto my life and manifest this type of energy. You can do that all you want, but guess what? It's only in your power that you're able to do that. But it's not going to do anything for you. Come on. Like God is the one that establishes the steps. He is the one that is able to, one step at a time, reveal the staircase to you. But you have to take the first step. And then after the first step, you have to take the next step. It takes one step at a time. And so that's where I want to start off with today. Is for all my dreamers, for all my visionaries, for all my people out there who have just this burning passion inside of them to live for God. Don't neglect that. Go out and live. But you have to take it one step at a time. Otherwise, you're going to burn out. Otherwise, you're just going to get discouraged because there's going to be so much that you don't even see. And too many of you, and I'm going to say this. Too many of you miss your opportunities, you miss your callings, because you are afraid to take that first step of faith. Even when it seems like the opposite of what everyone is telling you to do, go where you are led. Underline that. Write it down right now. If you have a notebook, if you even if you have your phone, open the notes tab. As long as you're not driving, open the notes tab and write that down. Go where you are led. Right? Even when everyone is telling you to do something else. If God's telling you to do something, you listen to God and you go where you are led. And once again, I know it's a lot easier to say it than to do it. But that's where doing consistent prayer with God, having wise counsel around you, not having people that are going to give you bad advice, that are going to steer you in the wrong direction. But at the end of the day, no counsel is greater than the counsel of God. And no direction is greater than the direction of God. And no will is greater than the will of God. And if God is telling you to go somewhere, once again, through prayer, through counsel, and he's made that known to you, and he's given you that vision, he's given you that purpose, that design, that mission inside of you. And at the end of the day, we know our great commission is to go out and make disciples. So we should already feel led. We should already Feel that fire inside of us to go out and do that because we know that's our commission. No matter where you are, 
in the world, no matter whether you're rich or poor. Every tribe, tongue, nation, that is our commission. Go where you are led. And I don't think this list, I wouldn't say this list is exclusive, but I definitely think that these are probably the most five commonly agreed upon reasons that people don't execute their dreams. And you can substitute dreams with visions, with mission, with purpose, whatever, any of those. Five reasons that people don't execute them. Number one is the fear of failure. And this is a big one because so many of us are just afraid of what others are going to think, right? Like nobody wants to fail. Like it comes with such a bad negative image. And even in our spiritual walk with God, like we don't want to fail. And, you know, there is, you know, good in that, that we don't want to fail, that we want to, you know, live up to God's standard. But as you can see, if you want to look at, you know, what happens when we live with the fear of failure, go read the Old Testament. I know that's a big task to ask you to read the whole Testament, but even just in the book of Exodus, right? Look at how many times the nation of Israel, even when God was leading them through the wilderness, how many times they turned their back on him, how many times they went to idols, how many times they got impatient, how many times they complained and just simply said, God, you are not enough for us. It's that fear of failure. It's that fear of not feeling good enough right? Like we want to feel in our own fleshly nature that we are good enough to do a lot of things, even things that may not be godly, but we want to succeed at them. So that's number one is the fear of failure and just all the negative consequences, all the negative stigmas that come with it. The second one is fear of success. And with this one, it's not, the focus isn't that, oh, I'm afraid that I can't get to this point, that I can't succeed at this, right? that I can't live a successful life, however you want to define it. It's not that type of fear. The fear is the change that's going to come with it, right? The negative things and maybe even the positive things that are going to come with it. You know, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to seemingly flock around you, right? And especially in the Bible, I think there is a healthy side of this. When we talk about fear of success, there is a healthy side of this. There's going to be a lot of sacrifice that comes with it. And for us as Christians, there is a healthy fear of success. I think I want to define here with this. Because if you understand that with success, you're going to have more and more things that are going to try and tempt you and try and get in the way of you having a proper, healthy relationship, not just with other people, but with Jesus, with your creator. And that's why for us as Christians, I really do believe that there is a healthy fear of success. But I think there are other things, negative things that could also be deterring you from that. One of them could once again be, are you ready for all the responsibility, right? Of people knowing pretty much everything about you, because once you become truly quote unquote successful in whatever way you want to define it, people are going to know more about you than you probably ever wish they would. Number three, <laughs> and I, I'm going to speak good about this one because this one I have been experiencing lately is the lack of worthiness. And once again, just as there was a healthy side with fear of success, there is an unhealthy side to this lack of worthiness. I think it comes down to a conflict between humility and pride and needing to understand the place of both of those, right? So let me explain that a little bit. So if you're on this one side and you're saying, okay, am I worthy enough? Am I qualified enough? Am I good enough for this? 
at the end of the day, when we're talking about Christianity, when we're talking about believers, right? None of us are worthy. Because there's really only one thing that we should truly be pursuing in this lifetime, right? And that's an eternal relationship with God and to help others find that eternal relationship with God. That's the number one thing. That's really the only thing that we should be pursuing in our life. Everything else is vain. So we know we're not worthy of that. It's only be through Jesus that we are worthy of that. But in terms of these other pursuits and who God has made you, there is truth here that you are called, right? God used people in amazing ways in the Bible. And he said, he basically deemed them qualified, right? He said, Peter, you are qualified. You will go out and look at the book of Acts and how much he did for establishing the church, right? He called Peter and he told Peter, go and make disciples of all my nations. He says, go. He has called us to do this. And in the same way he did that then, he is calling you today. And however he's designed you, whatever purpose, whatever mission, and whatever design he has made you to be, he is calling you to go and do that. So through that, once again, through God, through Jesus, we are worthy. But it's only through him. So if you can go with that confidence into whatever you want to do, whatever he's called you to do, instead of worrying about your skills, your qualifications, your resume, what others say about you, your testimonials, instead of worrying so much about that, worry about what Jesus says about you. That's the greatest testimony that anybody can give to you, right? Anyone who testifies about me to others, I will testify about to the Father. That's the greatest testimonial that we can receive, right? So no matter what you do, right? As believers, no matter what you do at all and understand that you are worthy, you are qualified, you are called to do whatever you do when you are doing it for the glory of God, when you are doing what God has called you to do. But once again, it takes that first step, right? And leading up to that, being able to go through and do prayer to be able to have that wise counsel around you. So that's what I want to talk about with lack of worthiness is there is a lot of things out there that can make you feel unworthy, but there's only one thing that can make you feel worthy, that can truly make you feel worthy, and that's Jesus. That's the Lamb. Number four is fear of criticism. So once again, five reasons people don't execute their dreams. Number four, fear of criticism. <laughs> and I think this is probably most of us have encountered at some point in their life. And I would say it's probably the most frequent one. I would say with very good confidence, this is the most commonly listed reason of why people don't pursue a certain, you know, a certain dream. They don't pursue a certain mission. And it's also because of this, not just our own personal missions, not just things that we want to go and do and that maybe even God has called us to. How about the Great Commission? How about going out and making disciples of all nations? Do you not think that there are a bunch of us out there that are afraid of being criticized, are afraid of being persecuted for wanting to go out and make disciples, for wanting to tell people about Jesus, for wanting to tell people something that the rest of the world doesn't have the guts to say, right? I would say that's probably true, right? Just with anything, especially that we know that we're going to get criticized, that we know we are going to get scolded and scorned for Jesus did not care whether he was getting scorned. It did not deter him from doing God's will. And it shouldn't deter us from doing God's will. It shouldn't deter us from doing his mission, his purpose, his design that he has for you. And once again, I know this is a lot easier said than done. 
but we need, I want to challenge you to go out and start implementing some of this, right? I want this to be an encouragement for you because once again, if we could start taking a look at these top reasons, whichever one sticks out to you the most, and maybe all of them do, maybe you're sitting here today and you're saying, man, every one of these just seems like me in some area of my life where I just can't get over it. It all comes back to who are you doing things for and who makes you worthy? Who has called you to do this? Who has called you to go out and make disciples of all nations? Who has called you to be an influencer, to be a music artist, to be maybe even just an office worker, maybe to be a lawyer, a doctor, whatever way that God has called you to serve, he will provide opportunities for you to make disciples if you ask him for it. And if you truly go out and you live God's will for your life, he will provide opportunities. He will provide opportunities for you to do his mission. Because even outside of our occupations, even outside of our everyday lives, right? There are always going to be opportunities that we can open our minds to. and We can truly break free from the chains of this world and to fulfill our purpose, to fulfill our design that God has put inside of you. We have such an opportunity to be able to go out and do these things more than probably anybody has ever had in the past. Just with how much is available, especially on a mass scale. But once again, we cannot be afraid of what others are going to say. We cannot let that deter us from who God has called you to be. You can't because otherwise you're putting their criticism above God's opinion. If you are allowing fear of criticism to be the reason, to be the barrier that is holding you back from who God has called you to be, then you are saying their criticism is greater to me than God's call. If you are not going to do what God has called you to do, if you are unwilling, even in our commission, right? Even in our great commission, if you are not willing to take that first step, to walk by faith because of what other people are going to do to you or might say about you, then guess what? Their criticism is above God's calling to you. It's an idol. Their criticism has become an idol because you're saying, I value how other people look at me than how God looks at me. And I just want to encourage you. Don't let that happen. So if that's sticking out for you, I would say a piece of advice would just be to just start off in prayer, to just pray to God that he would give you a spirit of confidence to make you feel worthy and to reaffirm that you are worthy, not just feel it, but to know it, to know that you are worthy only through the blood of Jesus, only through Jesus and the calling that God has put on your life. Because it's only through that that we are worthy. And it's only through that that we can go out with the boldness, the Holy Spirit. You have to tap into that. And we can only do that through prayer, through constant community, through constant worship and fellowship, that you are able to feed the Holy Spirit and you are able to go out and live in boldness so that that criticism is not more important to you than God's calling. God's calling needs to be more important than man's criticism. This one's pretty straightforward as far as people not executing their dreams. But number five, lack of action. Lack of action. And I mean, once again, you have to take the first step. You don't begin without beginning. You have to begin by beginning. And so if you're not willing to go out and actually take that first step, he says, go and make disciples. Go and make. Those are the two verbs in that sentence, right? Go and make. You have to make something of your life. You have to make something of the calling that God has put inside of you, the purpose that he has you on this earth for. Otherwise, what are you living for? What are you doing things for? 
If you're not willing to go out and live for God, if you're not willing to go out and live the purpose, the calling that he has had for you, even just the commission too, I mean, that's above everything else that we should be doing. We should be going out and making disciples because that's eternal value. But if he has given you a purpose as well, if he has given you a calling and you're not doing that, what are you living for? You have to take the first step. I know many of you that are listening to this are college students. Many of you are also college graduates. You have more voices in your head than you know what to do with. But here's the thing. You only need one. You have so many voices in your head. You have so many people telling you how to live. I may be one of them right now. Sure, tune me out. If you want to tune me out right now, go ahead. <laughs> I won't blame you because you only need one. You only need one voice at the end of the day telling you and leading you into what you're called to do. And that is God. That is the Lamb. That is Jesus. That's the only voice you need. And the Holy Spirit inside of you giving you the boldness, right? Once again, we mentioned it. The boldness to be able to go out and live for Christ. That's the only voice you need. So if I were you, if you are struggling with lack of action, fear of criticism, lack of worthiness, fear of success, fear of failure with any of these, if you're struggling with that, one of my first things, and I already mentioned it, prayer, right? You got to start with prayer. You have to start with God. You have to start with the lamb and anything that you do, you have to start there. And I know some of my guests have mentioned this, but start blocking out a lot of those voices because you have way too many voices. I know way too many young people in their young 20s that have way too many influencers. And this isn't just in the young 20s. This is every age. But especially for people that are listening to this podcast, right? You guys have way too many voices. There's so many influencers out there. And some of them really do have awesome missions. And I'm not saying to go block them out. But at the end of the day, who are you allowing to influence you? Who are you allowing to lead you? And whose opinion are you saying, hey, in my life, this is the most important? Because if you have anyone, regardless of their mission, regardless of what they do on this earth and who God has called them to be, if you're allowing anyone else other than God to lead you into where you want to go, you've missed the mark. You've missed the mark because God is the only one that we can allow to lead us. God is the only one we can allow to train us, right? He's the greatest trainer. He's the only trainer you really need at the end of the day. And that's what we're here to help you do. But you've got to start blocking out a lot of those voices, especially the ones that go in direct opposition to God. You need to be blocking out all those voices because those aren't going to do anything for you. You need good, solid counsel. You need good, solid company around you. And at the end of the day, you need God around you. And that's the voice we need to hear the most. And I think more people need to hear that today is that you need God around you more than anyone else, more than the top influencers, more than the best speakers, more than the people with the best displays and the best lighting and the best visual effects. You need God around you. Go open a Bible, even on your phone, go open a Bible, go open the Bible app and let God speak to you. Let God call you. And go into prayer and actually speak to God. And not only speak to God, but listen. Jeremiah 29, 11. And I want this verse to be a comfort. This is You guys should save this one if you haven't. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in a future. And there's a lot of speakers out there that take this verse out of context. Because it can sound really nice like, Oh, he has plans to prosper me. Plans to give me hope in a future. And yes, that's true. He does have, want to give you hope in a future, right? Through Jesus. 
But once again, life is not always just going to be easy. It's not always going to be prosperous. There's going to be hard times. We know that the life of a Christian is going to be filled with persecution. But not enough people are willing to talk about that because that's the messy side of our faith that not enough people want to talk about. So here's five steps to taking, once again, the first steps of faith. So we talked about the five reasons people don't execute their dreams. Here's five tips, five things that you can do today to take those first steps of faith. Number one, and we mentioned it, pray to God. You have to start with the lamb. You have to be willing to talk to him. He's the only one you should be talking to. You're so quick to go and talk to other people, to listen to other people about advice about how am I going to become successful? How am I going to become all I can be? You're going over to these people and saying, hey, how can I do this? Have you even talked to God about it yet? <laughs> really? Have you talked to God about how can I fulfill my purpose in life? Have you talked to him? So that's the first thing you got to do is you got to pray to God. You got to go to your creator, the one who has control over things that you can't even see, that has everything, ultimately, whether good or bad, working in your favor, right? Working in favor of his will for you and his purpose and his design for you. It seems pretty straightforward, but so many of us miss the mark when we go to other places. I'm guilty of this too. I know plenty of times I've gone to other places first when I should have gone to God first. Number two. And we talked about this. Start blocking out the voices that are going against God, that are oppositional God, that are not gospel, that are not Christ-centered. Start blocking out those and begin surrounding yourself by people who are where you want to be, right? And that can be in numerous ways. We all have mentors. We all have people we look up to. But surrounding yourself by people who are where you want to be, those people are where you want to be. So they have climbed the same mountains, the same uphill battles. They have walked the same path. Now, everybody's experience is different, so I'm not saying it's going to be the exact same path, but they are where you want to be. So the challenges in terms of what they had to do to get there, you're very likely going to have to go through those exact same challenges, and they will be able to give you wise counsel, right? God tells us we can surround ourselves with people with wise counsel. So let's surround ourselves. Let's begin surrounding ourselves by people who are where we want to be. But once again, it cannot trump God's counsel. It cannot trump God's calling. What God says about you, what God says about your life and where he has you going, that has got to be number one all the time. But in your personal community, begin surrounding yourself by people who are where you want to be as number two. Number three. Get rid of the things in your life that aren't feeding you and moving you forward. Just like you have to have positive contributions into your life, you need to remove the negative ones. You can't have positive and negative coming together because guess what? If you multiply positive by negative, you're always going to come up negative. You have got to get rid of the negative influences on your life. And ultimately, this is the easiest one right here. Anything goes against God, you get rid of it. Anything that goes oppositional to God, you get rid of it. Now, once again, I'm not just saying, oh, be closed-minded. No, I have a lot of respect and I try to be as open-minded as I can in terms of being willing to listen, right? Just being willing to listen because I know that I don't know everything, right? <laughs> and I think there's a lot of humility in that and being able to say, I know that I don't know everything and I don't want to sit over here and act like I know everything. Even, you know, things that I may have thought for the the entirety of my life were true, right? The only thing we can't compromise as far as truth is the gospel. So outside of that, if there's anything that goes contradictory to the gospel, contradictory to God, 
Block it out. I don't care. I can get canceled for this. You can call me whatever you want. Block it out. Because at the end of the day, we cannot compromise on our faith. We cannot compromise on the gospel. We can have conversations with people about that. Right? Like, we can be open to having conversations about that because that could be an opportunity for discipleship there. But at the end of the day, we are not going to compromise a gospel. We are not going to compromise what God has said is true. And so that's number three, is getting rid of the things in your life that aren't feeding you and moving you forward. Because ultimately, if you're saying, I want to keep those things in my life, if they're not moving you forward, what are you keeping them for? Really? I'm not going to say anything more on that. Like, if you're going to have something in your life that's not feeding you, that's not moving you forward, it's not feeding your relationship with God, what is that thing serving you? What is that thing serving your relationship with God? What is it doing for you? It's not doing anything. Get rid of it. Number four, set a goal. Just one. Just a goal. This is where we actually start to actually do something in terms of moving forward, like into this specific goal, right? Whatever it is that you are pursuing or that you feel God is calling you to do. Set a goal. Just one to start. Just one that you can achieve this week. It all starts by being able to visualize where you want to go, right? And obviously, once again, you have a step right in front of you. Let that one step in front of you just be what you're dealing with today. And even if you just want to do, if you want to even go the extra mile, you can set a goal that you can achieve today and just keep doing that on a daily basis. Go the extra mile by all means. But just set a goal, just one to start that you can achieve this week and start making a habit of doing that because then you're going to start to see, oh my gosh, I just accomplished this goal this week and then the next week and the next week. Next thing you know, every month you've completed four goals. You're just doing every week. You do it on a daily basis. That's 30 goals, <laughs> right? That's, woo, that's a lot of goals. But you start to see that over time, if you just keep making a habit of doing that, of achieving these goals, ultimately you are going to get closer to where God wants you to be, and you're going to start to see yourself climbing that staircase, right? Getting back to that Martin Luther King quote. You're going to see yourself climbing the staircase because now you're making small steps. You're taking care of the steps one step at a time, and you're achieving it, and you're not feeling overwhelmed, and you're not worried about what you can't see when you're climbing the whole staircase. You're just taking it one step at a time, man. And so I think that's where it is. And if you don't know what goal to set, Here's a little trick for you. Start by visualizing where you want to be. Six months, whether it's six months, a year, etc. Begin working. If you don't know what goal to set, here's a little trick for you. If you don't know what goal you want to set, start by visualizing where you want to be, whether that's six months, a year, etc. And begin working back from that point. So what's your goal you want to do? Write it down and then begin working back from that to where you are now. And now you have your next goal. And just set one very easy that you can do this week. And there you go. What do you have to do to get there? What do you have to do to get to where you want to be? And work back. So that's number four. Set a goal. Just one. And do that this week. And then number five. And this is the biggest one right here. Step out in faith. Number five. Step out in faith. Actually take the step. This is the one that so many people miss is they aren't willing to actually take that first step. They don't even step at all. They just, they plant themselves like a tree and they never move. And God could be calling them the entirety of their life and they never move. Step out in faith, actually take it. So 
I hope this message was an encouragement for you guys and I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. When we step out in faith, it's gonna be nerve wracking. It's gonna be scary and it's it might seem like you're, you know, you're gonna have times where you might doubt, was this the right thing for me? Was I right in taking this step? Just a few months ago for me personally, I took a huge step of faith and I invested in this program that I felt like God had just put in front of me and that he was convicting me and that he had given me the financial resources to be able to afford it. And I just felt like it was something I needed in my life at this time. And that God was just calling me to do this and to say, you know what, Zach, you're not alone in this. Have somebody come alongside you and help you. And I'm going to connect with these people. And so looking back a few months later, it's, it's one of the best decisions I've ever made. And I haven't even begun to see what the full picture of what God intends to do with it just yet, but I can already confidently say it's one of the best decisions I have ever made. And dreams will stay dreams at the end of the day and nothing more. If they're gonna stay dreams and they're gonna be nothing more than dreams if you don't act on them. That's how we turn our dreams, our visions, our purpose into action by taking that first step. So no matter where you are in life, no matter what you may call yourself, whether you're a visionary or whether you don't call yourself a visionary, whether you're a dreamer or not, you have a purpose, you have a mission, you have a design that God made you to be. If you don't act on it, it'll say nothing more than that. Well, what if I fail? You might be asking yourself, what if I fail? There is so much I need to do in order to make this work. I'm going to fail. There's no way I'll be able to do this. Here's something that is going to change your life because it's already changed mine. Perfection is the enemy of execution. So for all my perfectionists out there, I'm sorry, but you got a disease and you got to cure it. <laughs> Perfection is the enemy of execution. If you spend all your time covering every base, learning all the insight, etc., if you spend all your time preparing for being able to take that first step, but you never take it, You'll never reach the top of the staircase. You'll just be sitting down there writing everything down, preparing how am I going to get to the top of the staircase. You never take the first step. You can't climb a staircase without taking the first step. So I just, I don't want to see y'all get to 20, 30 years down the road and still not take that first. So I want, you know, for anybody that feels like God has placed a calling, a conviction on their heart to go out and serve, to go out and live their purpose, live their mission, whatever it is. Go out and find it. Pray to God about that. And don't be afraid to take that first step because so many people are living unsatisfied lives because they fail to see what is really possible. Through God, all things are possible. You just have to take that first step and you can take it today. If you are ready to take that first step, to live truly healthy, not by the world standards, but by who God designed you to be, then click the link in the show notes to sign up today for your first personalized coaching session with me, Z, so you can begin building the life God has designed for you and fast track the habits that will break the chains of who you used to be. What are you waiting for? Your new life is waiting for you. Click the link in the show notes to get immediate access to the GR Fit community today. I'm your host, Z, signing off for just another powerful episode of TBTL. I'll see y'all in here next time.